Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. Beyond the Mask is also sponsored by crnaeducation.com. CRNAs, you can get the CE credits you need by just going to crnaeducation.com. They have over 100 AANA prior approved credits, all four core CPC modules, and even over 40 pharmacology credits. No subscriptions, it's all online and mobile friendly. Just go to crnaeducation.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out our CE credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Welcome to the show, Sharon. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's so pretty and sunny outside, but we're butting up against the weekend, and I don't know where all of our listeners live, but it rains every stinking weekend anymore. (laughs) I heard on the Uh news last week that if you count Fridays, it had rained 19 straight weekends. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. 40% chance tomorrow, so I'm going to enjoy the sunlight today as I sit inside taping podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be in the 80s, too. It's going to be nice. I Mm -hmm. got out this morning and walked a little bit and felt amazing, 60 degrees, and just absolutely Mm. wonderful. Good for you. Good for you. So what are we talking about today, Jeremy? Well, we're going to be doing a, you know, a financial topic today, and uh, this is something I think is going to be very important for our listeners. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about maybe a series on this. I think you kind of like that idea of key financial decisions during major life events. And today we're going to really focus on the marriage side of things. So you're getting married. What are things you need to be thinking about? What are things you need to be doing? Um, and, and I think that's very important for people to go into marriage with um, an understanding of what it means to be married and, and sharing finances or not sharing finances. Um, and, you know, I believe I read that over 50% of divorces are caused because of financial reasons. I would um, believe so that. So this is pretty important. Yeah, I would absolutely believe that. I've always said you only argue over two things, and it's money and sex, and men never have enough of either until you have children, and then you argue over those. Other than that, what's there to argue about, right? Communication. <laughs> well, I think that kind of <laughs> has something to do with all of that one way yeah. or another. Yeah, that's um, right. But I do agree. I mean, you're you're getting married, uh, and who has these conversations before they get married? I mean, Pierce and I didn't even talk about how many kids we wanted to have until the night we're getting married. Of course, you know, I'd only known him three months, so. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, 90 days is not a whole lot of time to have those conversations. Uh, no, we weren't, but... we weren't doing a whole lot of talking in those 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> 
we were communicating, but we weren't talking. <laughs> I digress. Those are the fun days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty years um, ago, baby. Forty years. I'll be married to that man. So let's let's talk about some of the things you should discuss. <laughs> or yeah, if you're already yeah. pa- uh, already said I do, then what do you discuss? Well, you know, I think you you've got to. First thing you've got to do before you set up house together, okay, um, is is you really need to create a, a household budget. You know who's going to be bringing what to the table, who's going to be paying what. Are we going to have um, you know a joint bank account, for example? Um, you know, Sharon, I know you and Pierce have separate bank accounts, and and with good reason. Um, yes, that's what you tell me. Um, so. You know, that's that's a big decision. You know, are we going to put our money in one pot or are we going to have separate pots? And that needs to be a discussion point. You need to understand that um, as you move forward. You don't need to do that, you know, six months after you're married. Now have this conversation and realize you're not on the same page as far as, you know, who's going to pay what bills and how this is going to work. Um, so I think that's, you know, a big one first and foremost. Um, but even even probably before that is you need to understand what the person you're marrying, what their thought pattern is around money. Um, and, and Sharon, to your point, you know, you've you've you can kind of share your story, but I think you know, there there are different types of people with money. There there are people that really get it and understand it, um, and are, are really organized and methodical about it. And then there are people that aren't and don't pay attention to it, and just kind of spend everything they make. And if you marry someone like me, who is methodical about money and understands it, and you know keeps an eye on it and tracks it and so forth. And I married someone who didn't have those qualities. Guess what it's going to do to me? Mm. There's going to be some uh, discussion, heated maybe. Well, it boils down, I think you've told me this before, savers or spenders. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, You know, and I I think... um, you know, it's interesting to kind of look at people in our lives like that. You know, my mother, for example, um, if she's got a dollar, she's going to spend it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's that's her M.O. It always has been. And, you know, I learned that growing up about her that, you know, it didn't matter how much money she had, you know, she's going to spend that money down. And, you know, I I figured out early on I didn't want that for my life um, because of all the struggles that she went through. And, you know, for me, I'm more of a saver, um, you know, and, you know, I save and plan and, and, you know, think about the future. But if you spend everything you make and you've got a person on the other side who's a planner and saver, can you imagine not just the discussions, but the internal struggles they're going to have in that relationship? Hence, separate bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and you've got to have some role modeling there, right? That or not everybody has to have it. Some people can figure it out without it. But, you know, Pierce didn't have any role models. His mother lives with us. She, you know, as we say in the South, she doesn't have a pot to piss in. Um, <laughs> she didn't save anything. And what in the world would have happened to her? if she wouldn't have had us to take her in. Um, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and she retired when she was 52, 53. She hasn't worked since then. She's 91. That's 40 <laughs> wow. years. 40 years. Wow. And so she gets a little pension, a little Medicare, and that wouldn't be enough uh, to do it. She didn't have a house, uh, you know, which is one of the things that people have. Um, huge piece of their net worth is a home they've invested in. She didn't have that. So that's what Pierce knew. And on the other hand, I had my father who was a, a, a saver and taught me what I needed to know and investment properties and things like that. So thank God, at least one of us <laughs> had that background. Attention all certified nurse anesthetists. Are you in need of a reliable and quality continuing education option? Well, look no further than crnaeducation.com. We are an NBCRNA recognized provider offering all four core CPC modules to meet your certification requirements. You can choose from more than 100 AANA prior approved Class A CE credits with 43 articles covering a wide range of anesthesia topics. Need pharmacology CE credits? Well, we've got you covered there as well with over 40 pharmacology CE credits available. All credits are completed online and are mobile-friendly. Choose articles worth one, two, or three credits. There's no subscriptions, no hidden fees, just the CE credits you need when you need them. Owned by CRNAs since 2011, you can trust in our commitment to your education. And customer service is always a quick email or phone call or even text away. To sign up and find out more about our education options, visit crnaeducation.com, your partner in continuing education. That's crnaeducation.com. And I think even another part of this is, you know, really focusing in on, you know, what the priorities are as well, Um, not only in, in finances, but just in life in general. And then how do finances factor in, you know, um, what are your career prospects look like? You know, if you marry someone who, um, Mm, that's a good point, you know, that's a CRNA. I mean, you know, they've got a pretty good career ahead of them. If you marry someone who, you know, works at, at a manufacturing plant in the facility and really hasn't invested in their education, um, you know, what type of lifestyle are you going to have? Because, again, if you've got somebody who's making really good money and somebody that's not making as good of money, again, that sets up some some barriers there. Um, you know, in, historically, um, it was the male that kind of, you know, made the money and the female stayed at home or had, a, you know, a, a part-time job. Well, now those roles have shifted, especially I see that in the CRNA community a lot where, you know, the CRNA is the higher income earner um, that could be male or female. Uh, but a lot of times you you see the female and then the male staying at home or the male is, um, you know, got the, the lesser paying job and the roles have become reversed a little bit. And you've got to be ready for that um, because some men can't handle that. Right, Sharon? We've uh, seen that before. Well, um, yes. Um, I don't have that problem. But, no. no. Uh, but I think part of the reason why we don't have that problem with within Pierce and I is because it was a progression. When I married him, he made more money than I did. 
Mm-hmm. And then I went to nursing school, and then it was kind of the same. We made about the same amount of money, and then I went to anesthesia school. But I couldn't have gone to anesthesia school without his help with three small children. So it's just mm-hmm. been a progression through our life together. But what if you're starting off like that? And you're getting Mm -hmm. ready to get married. I mean, those are discussions that you need to have. And again, going back to is the is the male comfortable with that? Yeah. So you speak to that. I mean, I can't because I'm not. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. You know, I've always been the one that, you know, made the money and made the most money and, um, you know, also take care of the money and, and so forth in, in every relationship I've ever been in. And so it would be hard for me to be in that situation. I know that about myself, but there's other people out there that they're fine with it. But it is it is a definite discussion. You know, if we if we decide to have children and the female is the one making the majority of the money, you know, who's going to stay home with the kids? Who's going to uh, do those things that, you know, historically, you know, the, the female might have done? And having that discussion beforehand um, is is going to be something that you really want to address um, for sure. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a male-female thing. I mean, you know, it could be female-female thing, male-male thing. I mean, you know, it, sure. it it's just having that discussion of, um, you know, what that is going to look like and making sure that everyone is comfortable with that. You know, and and some of the other things to think about is, you know, you go into this marriage, make sure you understand what type of credit your spouse has. You know, I I ran into a situation a couple of years ago with a CRNA and she didn't realize that her her husband was out charging up all these credit cards and came into the marriage with over $100,000 in debt. He never told her about. And, you know, I think that's another discussion. Or if you've got a lot of student loan debt, making sure your spouse understands that, you know, you're you're an SRNA, you're graduating, uh, you're getting married, you got $200,000 in debt, which is what we see a lot of times. That makes a difference. You need to talk about it um, prior to. And is your goal to pay that debt off? Is your goal to kind of let it roll off and keep it till you die? I mean, what type of person are you? And is your spouse on board with that? Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Well, let me ask you a question, Jeremy, because a lot of people, before they get married, they go and see a clergyman to talk about their relationship. Uh, Maybe they should be going to see a financial planner in that whole process, too. Yeah, and you know, some people do. I mean, there are premarital financial counselors out there. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. (laughs) Absolutely, there are. Yeah. Um, I mean, because this is such a big deal. And, um, yeah, just like they go see, you know, maybe the clergy or their pastor beforehand, um, you know, it's it's not right for everyone, but some people should consider doing that for sure. Do they have Um, them for after you've been married for a long time? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, uh, you know, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm sure there are. It's I see there's a that, void here, Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not something that we we typically have done, but but I do see that there's probably you know a need for that as well. Um, and you know, sometimes working with spouses can be hard um, in those situations when they're on different pages. Um, you know, if one wants to save and one wants to spend. I mean, I remember having. Um, someone tell me and they they had done quite well financially but um his goal had always been to save and save and save and her goal had always been to make sure that when she died she left nothing at all oh um, my that's a very disparate <laughs> goal and you know she would get really upset with him doing saving and she wanted to do the spending and he'd get really upset with her doing the spending um when he wanted to do the saving and i you know i remember having these conversations with them and it can become quite difficult in my role um, because you're trying to appease both clients. But, you know, in their case, they really had saved enough money um, and were saving enough money. And, you know, I had to tell them that, you know, it looks like from projections we're doing, you're doing great. You're going to have more than enough money um, and you don't need to be saving as much as you are, which kind of appeased her a little bit. And then, you know, for her, it's like, um, Yes, but, you know, on this spending that you're wanting to do, we have to have a budget. You do not have unlimited funds to do that. Um, so trying to, to maneuver both of those is sometimes tough. So have you had many clients who had prenups? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's something that uh, is, is brought up quite a lot, um, you know, especially in a situation where you've got one spouse who might be a little older or might have, um, you know, assets that they're bringing into the marriage. You know, we see so many second marriages these days. Yeah, and it, it, it's something that needs to be talked about and, and kind of worked through. You know, I, I think that in today's time, um, with, you know, marriage being as fluid as it is, you know, I think if you don't do that, <laughs> that is a, that's a good you know, way of you, putting it fluid. If you're not doing that, you know, when you're not doing that because, you know, people say, well, if you do that, you're going into it thinking that you're going to be divorced. I, you know, I don't think like that. I think you're going into it in, into a relationship that's going to be hopefully lasting forever with the idea of, you know what? People change as you grow older. Um, you never know what's going to happen down the road. Um, you know, people can change um, their thinking, their lifestyles. People can can cheat. People can continue patterns that they didn't have when you first got married. A lot of things can change, and all you're doing is really protecting yourself. That if something happens, you know, you've got that in place where what you built prior to meeting this person is not subjected to, to divorce. And, you know, I mean, there's, there are people out there that argue you to the ground and say, no, 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 that's not the way you should enter a marriage. But, you know, also believe that you don't want to enter a marriage setting someone else out to be financially successful by divorcing you and taking half of that either. So it's kind of a, you Ooh. know, you're kind of, that's well, I mean, thought. you got to think I mean, that way, unfortunately, these days. And um, so uh, you've got to you've got to protect yourself. But yes, prenups have a have a place for sure in in certain situations. I mean, if you both go into a marriage and, and you don't really don't have that much, prenups not going to do anything for you really, um, because whatever is accumulated during the marriage is still subjected to divorce in in most cases in most states. But it's the one that comes in who might have, you know, a significant amount of assets 
um, that would need to be protected in, in the event of a divorce where, you know, those, we see those most. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, president of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists, inviting you to attend our 15th World Congress for Nurse Anesthetists, May 3rd through 6th in Brisbane, Australia. There is truly something there for everyone. Come hold a koala, kangaroos out of your hand, or if you're really adventuresome, climb one of the world's three climbing bridges. Australia has something for everyone, and I can't wait to see you there. All right, let me ask you another question. Um, and we've we've kind of broached this subject before. So you're getting married, and how do you deal with a, a lot of the finances at this point? And where I'm going with this is, um, you know, whenever my dad died, he had everything set up, uh, beneficiaries in place for 401k and um, monies that he had in the bank. I went to the bank and all of a sudden they're just writing checks out to me because he had put me down as the beneficiary of all of his assets, right? Which mm-hmm. made made it very easy. Um, I'm a, and Pierce and I didn't have all of this stuff in place, really. You know, the 401k we did, but I didn't realize that it's something you should do with your checking accounts. You can even do with your vehicles, especially if you got a really nice vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. Those kind. Of, uh, talk to me a little bit about that. What you should do after you get married. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're dealing with um, a, a lot of different situations. I mean, really, what you're talking about is more of an estate planning situation. You know, mm. making sure that your spouse is is named as beneficiary on your life insurance policies or your retirement accounts, like you said, IRAs, four hundred one ks, four fifty sevens, whatever type of retirement plan you've got. You know, in, in most states, you buy your house joint tenants with rights of survivorship or joint tenants by the entirety, which just means you both own a hundred percent of the property. Um, you know, your automobiles are typically titled in the individual name. If you've got a loan on it, it, it makes it hard. Those might have to be probated and go to spouse, but having a will or trust definitely makes that easier. You know, I tell people, you know, when you, when you first get married, you probably don't have a lot of assets and you don't think about that. But once you start adding children and you start to build more assets, those things become clearly um, more needed. And everyone has a will, Sharon. It's called intestate succession. Every state has their own set of rules of what happens if you die in the state without a will, because so many people do. And I will guarantee you it doesn't say what you want it to say. There, Some of them are antiquated. You know, North Carolina is where we live, has, has been in place for years upon years. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's in there, um, for example, if you die without a will, your spouse is entitled to half and your parents and or uh, siblings are entitled to the other half. So uh, there are things in there that just make it, you want to make sure you've got some sort of will for sure, on, on especially on assets that don't pass by beneficiary designation. But that's another thing, you know, uh, talking about prior to, you know, if we both die together, what do we want to have happen to our stuff? Things you don't want to think about when you're getting married. Is one of you going to stay at home? Is one going to work full-time or part-time? Do you want to have kids? Uh, a big one. Um, yes. How many do you want? You know, I want five. I want one. That's Uh-oh. a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. 
you know, and, and then um, where are you going to compromise at? Because if you go into something with one person wants one thing and another person wants something else, you're automatically setting up for conflict there. Kind of the same on the financial side. And those all have financial ramifications for sure. Well, kids definitely um, do. That's absolutely. a big financial um, ramification. Well, you know, I read the other day that uh, to get a kid from from newborn to college is over $300,000 now. Wow. It's what it costs, you know. And, and, and now so many times, you know, we see um, marriages that are kind of blended and they might have children from previous marriages. And how do you handle that situation? You know, financially, you might be paying child support. Um, you might be paying alimony. You know, got a lot of clients who are well, paying alimony. Because I think this is a whole other podcast. That one is a whole other podcast that we need to hit on. Um, yeah. Of yeah. which I will what have. What age do you want to be able to retire? Yeah. Uh, I will have uh, no input on that. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Unless just from a bystander. Because uh, a lot of my friends uh, have gone through that. I mean, what? It. it Statistically, 50% um, of people will divorce. But, you know, thank God so far I've not had to deal with that. I tell Pierce he can get out, but it's just in a pine box. He's got choices. They're just not good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Attention, nurse anesthetists. Are you ready to take the first step toward being your own boss? Well, join us for a deep dive into the world of 1099 work with the upcoming workshop, Understanding the 1099 Landscape for CRNAs. Discover the key differences between W-2, PRN, and 1099 work. And equip yourself with essential knowledge, tools, and real-life case studies to make a confident switch to 1099. Not only will you earn up to 5.75 Class A CE credits, but you'll also have the opportunity to learn from the industry's finest, Jeremy Stanley, Sharon Pierce, and more seasoned experts. Plus, enjoy the vibrant sun and golden beaches of Fort Lauderdale while you're at it. This event, approved by the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiology, is set for October 19th at the luxurious Marriott Harbor Beach Resort and Spa. Register now and take the first step toward being your own boss and potentially unlock higher earning potential as a 1099 employee. You can register right now at 1099workshop.aana.com. We'll also link to that in the description of today's show. This is an event not to be missed. We'll see you in Fort Lauderdale. So as we kind of wrap this up, Jeremy, um, are there any final thoughts that you would like to leave with our listeners? Uh, You know, I think uh, when you're thinking about marriage or you're going into marriage, you know, doing some of these things and actually sitting down and and talking through them is going to be extremely important. You know, you want to go into this on, on the best footing and with yes it's important to get along and yes it's important to love the person and to want to be around them Um, but you know when you get married little things chip away at marriage Um, and finances actually is one of those big things that can really chip away so make sure you understand the person um, their viewpoint on money your viewpoint on money Um, and if they don't match up talk about it beforehand how are we going to handle that you know you're a spender I'm a saver uh, well, let's agree that, you know, save X amount and we're going to spend X amount on on stuff that I want to spend on. Um, and then you agree to that. And so, you know, I, I think those would be the things that I would recommend to people is making sure 
as they get into marriage that they've got some sort of plan. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work 100%, but at least you've talked about it and you can ebb and flow with it along the way. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jeremy Stanley. You have enlightened our audience. Thank you for everything you do well, for the community of CRNAs and and teaching us about our finances. <laughs> do I sound like you even a little bit? <laughs> you do. You do. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. Well, and thank you, Sharon, for doing all you do for the community as well. And, you know, these are good topics and things I think um, our CRNAs need to, need to hear. You know, we need more financial topics out there for CRNAs to be more financially successful. You know, when pe- I find when people are financially successful, um, you know, that benefits our whole community. It, it benefits, you know, being able to give back. Um, it, it benefits them at work because they're better productive employees and study after study says that it helps them in their marriages. Because as we've talked about, when you're, you're not having financial concerns, it's easier on the marriage. Um, it helps them to educate their children, which makes them better productive members of society. So there's, there's all different ways, you know, as we continue this financial series that, you know, I see this as, as being helpful to our CRNAs because you guys just really don't get a lot of this. Um, and most people learn about this stuff either from their parents, good or bad, take mm-hmm. you and Pierce, for example, um, or, you know, or if you're a business major, you might get a little bit of this in school. Um, but most nursing folks aren't getting a lot of this and that's not degrading nursing or, or anything else. It's just that it's like left brain, right brain, you know, and I tell people all the time, if I had to intubate and give someone an anesthetic, they're going to die. I mean, I have no doubts they're going to die. I can talk the talk. I know, I know the verbiage. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, we had Richard on the other day and I was thinking about something he said, you know, anybody can be an educator because they can just read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in, in order to go out there and actually do it, that takes a different skill set. So, and same thing with finances. Sure. Sure. Well, I think it's a wrap, Jamie. All right. Till next time. <laughs> it, it's a wrap. It is a wrap. <laughs> yeah, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. Did you forget who you were for a minute? No, because you threw me off Pierce? because because of the uh, the whole you messed up the clothes because I'm you and you're me. <laughs> <laughs> we're just all confused. Today. I know, right? Sharon, if they if they like the show and they want to continue to hear us and help us grow, how can they just do that? Well, the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. We all know there's way too much negativity in this world. Tell all your friends, share it on social media. We're in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country on the way to number number one, just like we are in the CRNA community, top rated podcast for CRNAs out there. And we'd love to be number one overall, but we can't do it without our listeners. And we're so thankful for them. Yes, we are. Until next time. It's a wrap. Hey, CRNAs, it's time to simplify your continuing education. Welcome to CRNAeducation.com, your trusted provider for CPC core modules and a plethora of Class A CE credits. You can explore 43 detailed articles covering various anesthesia topics, all from your favorite device, anytime, anywhere. And with over 40 pharmacology CE credits, meet your state board requirements effortlessly. Whether you need a few credits or everything to recertify, we have what you need. 
Just complete your credits online without any subscriptions or recurring charges. You can trust in our 100% CRNA-owned platform, established in 2011, ensuring you receive the best in customer service and educational content. Ready to learn? Go to crnaeducation.com, making continuing education easy and accessible. And don't forget that support is always a quick email or a text or phone call away. To sign up and learn more, just go to crnaeducation.com. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out BeyondTheMaskPodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor.